0: mom, if you're listening, don't listen to this episode, please, please, for my own personal safety and comfort. um, It's just something that needs to be discussed. And I think that for the gay community, if I had this when I was in high school or college, I would be very appreciative. So please stop now. And if you don't stop, we're not having a conversation about it. You brought me to the highest mountain. You kind of shocked me. I thought you were to come in, like, as as that deep-voiced man that you are. What do you mean? Like, 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 this, this, kinda, well, this is like I my think daddy. That my already fact voice, actually, is kind of how I want to talk all the time. And I, it's weird because when you already fact, like, you, like, you kind of, like, already... I'm like clapping fucked. Yeah. You're I'm like clacking? already clapping. Ew. I'm sorry. Like it's just the truth. You're already clapping? Yeah. Isn't it kind of crazy looking at me and being like, he looks he's a twink. Who looked and said who thought? <laughs> I think it's a mindset thing.
1: Being a twink has... is
0: a mindset. I think it is because yeah. it's like if I'm in the mindset that like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, whoa. That's, that's a daddy. A, that's a daddy, I'm a daddy. If if I look if you myself say that's a twink? I'm a twink. And, like, there's not every day I want to be one. But there are, like, some days, like, today, like, when I put this on, I was, like... In your head, what do you look like right now? Right now, I kind of look like I just got off the school bus. I'm in fifth grade. And I am not looking good. I'm looking two sheets to the wind. Why are looking... you saying that you look like you're in fifth grade? I just feel like it's, like, a very, like... I don't really love this topic. Good children. My post-nasal drip. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so not bad. Stop. It's so bad. Like, my, my throat is so sore. But you know when it's sore in a way that a you know... a lozenge A lossage would never help because you know that it's coming from a PND and not, like, from, like, a strep throat. Oh, yeah. Like, you can feel... I can literally... It's, like... I can tell that it's coming from my nasal passages and tearing down my throat. Do you feel it in the cheek? Yeah. So if sometimes. you if you if you press against your cheek, you're like, whoa. It definitely feels a little bit, yeah, puffy. Oh, that's sad. It's there's something. There's nothing worse than knowing that like you're like slurping, sucking down snot. In your throat. And I've been slurping, sucking, snotting, sliding down my esophagus. It's non-stop. Incessantly. It's non-stop. Yeah. And then? And then you get sick and then you get a cough and then they do nothing about it because it's not strep. I gotta get some oregano oil. Is that what it is? That's what, like, the the crunchies believe. Say what you say about oregano. I'll say It'll a lot of oregano. It'll heal you. It'll heal you. Well, again, let's not pretend to be scientists or anti-vaxxers, but I will say, back in the day, we had a few hippy-dippy friends living with us for a couple of weeks. We did. And they swore by oregano oil to heal all illnesses. And I will say, I had a, I had a, I definitely had a sickness, and that oregano oil did the trick. Did it just taste like you were eating Chef Boyardee? It tasted like I was eating fake-ass Italian food, yeah. But it was like, I put it in water. And then drank the water. Whoa. So like herbed water is kind of nice. It definitely like cleared everything up. But like the problem is that they were like, don't ever take NyQuil or DayQuil, only do oregano oil. And I was like, I'm going to do both. Yeah. So you were like, I mean, at the end of the day, you were doubling up. Because I'm a believer in science. I'm a believer in modern. I'm a believer in ancient medicine. Yeah. But I'm not afraid to see that some modern medicine is good. I, I would hope so. I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. There were some people out there, some listeners that we even have that are probably in the medical field. I know, I am saying good for them. Because I, I love I love DayQuil and NyQuil. And if Vicks would like to get involved, call me up. Please. Please, because I love oregano oil. Will I say that they're not necessarily innovating on the flavors? They know what they no, they well know that know one is no, they innovated on one. The Day the NyQuil with Vicks with the honey. That one is it's new. It's delicious. It's like the the honey that's drop. N- that's a midnight snack. It is, but the orange dayquil. The orange dayquil. They say it should taste bad on purpose. I, know. I wonder if that's like to deter people from drinking it. Can we go with creamsicle? Why don't you pour? Why don't you fill a a shot glass half with cream? dayquil, half with heavy cream, mix that up, suck it down. I would honestly freeze. I would go so far to freeze them in pops. Ice pops. Or ice cubes. Andrew, this seems like really irresponsible to like well, go on think, air and say things like but this. But think about it this way. Think about it this way. Yeah, you want to coat that My throat. Yeah, you want to coat that. throat. My throat has never. Required but don't more you coating. want a little chill on the throat as well? That's why people have ice cream. In their throat hurts. I used to love I'm diamond pops tap. for you. I was big on Dimetap as a kid. I was also big on Dimetap. They had the lollipops. It was tapping me. Do you know the Lima The l the the the, 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 the lollipops? No. They had Dimetap lollipops that were like shaped like bears. And it was like That's the sweet. same dose of a dimatap in the form of a lollipop. Now that is genius. That is that is muscarella, Andrew Muscarella trademark thinking. Oh in over such it. a serious way. It really is. It's like how do you get the kids that are sick? But well, diamatop was always delicious tasting. Yeah, I love the taste of diamatop. I mean, I was addicted. I was addicted I was a to dime-tip-ted. those. But thank God they came back with Zyqil, because with when Zyqil came out and I was didn't have to be sick to suck. Different story. I completely lost the train of your thought there. Because, like, I feel you like... You taking Dim- Dimetap before z No. I was saying I was taking the NyQuils. I was taking the Dimetaps, mm. like, when I was sick. Right. But you don't get a better sleep than when you're knocked out by a drug. No. So with z you don't have to be sick. You just gotta Andrew, why are you reading it, like an ad? Why is that, like, ad copy? It's because I speak like I'm constantly <laughs> doing an ad. I don't like z I like melatonin. I don't think z Z-Quil, something about the idea of z doesn't sit right with me. I think it just feels like maybe a bridge too far mm. in the wrong direction of pharmaceutical. Because I'm like, I shouldn't be like, melatonin, I almost prefer that my preferred way of taking melatonin is um in like pure capsule form. Just like the no, oh, no frills about it. You don't want a gummy? Well, I love a gummy. But I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get to sleep. Why am I chewing a candy? I'm trying to get to sleep. Why am I sucking down a syrup? Because it's nostalgia. What's nostalgic about z Uh The idea that you're sucking down the Dimetap or the NyQuil like you were when you were a kid or through your entire life when you were sick. Like, I actually did enjoy the taste of it. So I enjoy the taste of z as well. I just think z is like... I don't like melatonin. I'll I think I think taking Zequil is the equivalent of like vaping instead of smoking a cigarette. It's like it's the same thing. Well, there's a lot of people out there vaping. Not me. Not you anymore. Well Hey guys, and welcome back to Good Children, the podcast where hosts Joe Hedges and Andrew Mascarella reflect on our 23 years of friendship, growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia, trauma, and myths about sex that go along with it. We're myth-busting today. We're busting. busting nuts and we're busting myths. I I don't want to even think about busting a nut right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever busted a nut? I actually, like, why is that a thing? Like, why are we saying busting a nut? Like, I would... Truly hope that I never busted my nuts. You seem like the kind of person whose nuts might bust one day, though. Joe, I actually can't. I'm just, because you know when you say these things, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to remember it. I'm going to say, okay, so when I'm 35 years old, my nut my nut is going to bust. But come on. If anyone's nut's going to bust, it's your It's going to be mine. Because I'll tell you one thing. They're pushing limits. I mean, what the hell? What the heck? What does that even mean? They're massive. (laughs) (laughs) Which could be an entirely different problem. A sign of a problem. A sign of a problem. I haven't... Have you been to the doctor recently? I haven't been to the doctor in years. Now that we mentioned the the enlargement, (laughs) I think I need someone to fondle and cough. You know? So... (laughs) <laughs> um so today what are we talking about today we're talking about myths of gay sex we're what they don't about tell you arts. i think what they don't what tell you. What they're not telling you about gay sex. I think what they're not telling you about sex in general. Sure, sure. Why are you always trying to make it like I'm trying to speak to gay people? I want to speak to the the, the people out there who are who are just getting into their sex life, who don't know, who are learning from Twitter accounts and from porn and from TikTok what they think they should know about gay sex. And I want to say, we're here to help you out. We're here to clear some confusion. We're here to clear some names. We're here to clear the air. We're here to make you, to, to stop someone from Clearing. using a disposable, disposable vaginal juice douche in a Starbucks bathroom on Wall Street up their anus. I almost actually, I'm not even kidding. I almost went back and I almost got him again. I almost got them again Why? this weekend because I, I lost my own one and I was like, I actually Well, just... what was the own one? So I've been using this like <laughs> um electric douche. It When I <laughs> saw it on Amazon, I was like, well, this is actually exactly what I need because there's a remote control and if anything about me, it's like I want to experience high technology and like treat myself well and there was three different options of of squirt and i was always on the highest velocity so i started using it then i lost the charger imagine being mid douche and it stops working and this is the problem with this is the problem with america is like we need to stop like taking things that work perfectly fine and for the sake of convenience and ease adding a battery to it like you don't need a douche i'm sorry so let me clarify this. Please, you are shoving that up your ass, right? Mm-hmm. Filled with water. Mm-hmm. Then what? You're using your other hand, so you're already you have to have that in your hand the whole time, right? You're not gripping yeah. it and walking around. Well, I could grip. I was gripping and walking. So you, when you're not in the apartment, sometimes I grip and walk with just your hole, You're clenching around the douche and walk. No, I have one hand so down. A, right, that's remote, what I'm saying. My that's hands exactly on the what I'm saying. So what? You already have a hand around the douche. And instead of just being able to press it and, like, use your own hand flow, to squeeze the bulb. Flow. How weak are your hands? They're not weak, but steady flow. It's just like... It, uh, you, you don't can... need that much water to douche. And this is this is number one, douching. You don't need to... Your over-douching is a problem. Well, I will also say my diet is probably a problem. <laughs> well, that's guaranteed for both of so. us. But... You don't need – so, like, the idea of an electric douche, it's like you literally just need to squeeze that. There's no need for a steady flow. What does that mean? I'm sorry. Steady flow? Yeah. How long is it flowing in your hole? Until it's – either the bottle is done or I'm – I usually go halfway and then I stop. Yeah. I pause. I go. I put it back in. I go again. And who's to say how many bottles worth? They call me Mr. Bottlesworth. So what you're saying is it's easier yeah, to charge a douche. Yeah. So you again, your hand is gripping this. I wouldn't necessarily say this was easier. I was <sighs> saying that I bought this and I was excited about it. I took it to, with me to London. I took it with me all over the place. And it. I wouldn't say it was travel sized, but it was at the time in the moment. Something new and exciting for me, okay, I'm sorry that i'm 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 shitting on your douche <laughs> well but, um so you're but again, it doesn't make any, it just seems like a complicated process for no reason, so you're gonna then have to press a button while you're holding it. you yeah. know if it was a hands free device, different story I'll tell you one thing so smooth at the top. it was the smoothest. it was almost it kind of felt like a moisturized face. Beautiful My I next to... question for you is for sure. So you were going to go to like a CVS and buy a vaginal douche Why wouldn't you just buy an anal douche Do they have there? Yes At the CVS? Yes That's shocking Why was I even going there to get vaginal douches in the first I've place? I have been asked you that question since you well, were 21 years old John if you're listening I do want to know why you introduced me to the vaginal douche Because that was from college He told me in college this is the way to do it You were fleeting and, you know, I, I listen, I learn, I observe, and I go for it. But to bring it back now, um, douching in general feels like a, it's a very taboo subject because let's all face it, okay, sex is disgusting yes. and morally wrong. And, no, it, I Joe, Joe, I've been really thinking about how morally wrong it is. It's morally wrong. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. It's really, it's the end of times. Yeah. And at the same time, someone's got to do it. It's tough work, but it's good work. It's good and work. Someone has to do the work. We signed up for this job. We we know what the rules and responsibilities are. We'll take we, it in stride. We chose it. We chose to. We chose to be this way, and we'll do whatever it takes. So when it comes to douching, I feel as if it is one of, if not the most humiliating. Mm, yeah. Demoralizing for sure. Depressing on t- at times. Yes. Events of my life. Yep. And it runs the gamut because you are thinking, you know, like, why is this happening? But then you do get to thinking, what's wrong with my diet? Joe, what's wrong with our diet? I don't want to, I don't know what's going on for you, actually. I don't know why I (laughs) grouped you into that with with, um, your douching experiences, but, 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 I just feel like I need more flax. I need more, I need more, (laughs) fiber i need all of these different things or i need to just stop having anal sex well that's why i'm a top a top now well that's how it goes i think that's also part of it. what's interesting is i think a lot of gays will start their journey as bottoms because it's easy to not have to take control and then i think you say you know what it's time for me to be a top i'm confident now mm-hmm. and then what happens is you just don't want to douche no you just don't want to douche. i kind of feel like it's very similar like and I don't want to equate this to me being a finance major and like doing really well in school and doing all these different things. But you're putting a lot of work. You're putting a lot of effort to get there. And I feel like that's a similar way of being a bottom. It's like there's a lot of work. There's and effort so that's much put effort. In. It's actually And then insane. once you turn to being a top, it's kind of like. Oh, mm, I could do nothing. I could do nothing and show up. It's, cr- it's crazy the privilege of being a top. And now you understand straight men. Yeah, because it literally is just easy. I mean, also for like anyone who has a vagina, it's a simpler task. It's a simpler task, but you still, there's still upkeep. It's not as dramatic of upkeep. No, 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 no. You're clearing no. it of shit. You no, know, I know that. I know that. But there's, you know. What? Tell me what, what there's. Vaginal is. washes, scents. You want to make sure sometimes it's you clean. You can never down use there. a scent on anything. Well, talk to me about my bum deodorant. Yeah, let's talk about your bum deodorant. The last thing you need to be deodorizing is your asshole. Well, Joe, some people want to, and that's why the product is out and it exists. But it's just another thing. It's just another thing for you to spend money on. Well, then consider it my money that I spent I on. I guess it. so, but what worries me is I don't think you need it. I don't it, it's okay if you don't think I need it, but, but I But why want are it. you using it on a daily basis? Because especially. I wanna make sure. I want to make sure in my life I have experienced a lot of stinky ass situations, and I don't want to be in that situation anymore. And I know there's other reasons, maybe that I had a stinky ass in the past, but right now it's peachy and plummy. So you better shut up, okay?
1: Anyways, I think that
0: going like at the beginning of a sexual experience, I was very oh, I was like, so there was this desire to be so clean. Yes. To be like so like scrub my entire body, like clip my toenails, scrub every inch of my body before coming in contact with yep. a man. Um and I think that, that I remember I remember buying like ball deodorants and shit yep. like that. And it was like this obsession with like someone touching me mm-hmm. or like like being near me and being like, ew. And I think as I've aged, I'm kind of like once you I think again, once you run the gamut of encounters with other people. You really do realize, like, everybody stinks. Well, it's yeah, it's a mind thing. It's like you don't want to be that person that people can talk, like, whatever. You stink. You don't want to be in an awkward converse, like situation where they're like, oh, my God. And then you have to address it or whatever. So you're taking the proactive measures to deodorize every single part of your body. I was putting deodorant on my neck. I was doing all this weird shit. And now it's like I love, a, I love a stink. Well, yeah. I mean, you get to a point where you just you accept it. You're like, this is actually great. So, well, well, some of us, some of us, I, I mean, I'm going to use ass deodorant until the day I die. So I don't really care. It probably still stinks. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's just how it ended on it probably still stinks. Me. It was like, you were so passionate about it that you just folded it. No, me. I mean, I like, st- I am passionate about it because I mean, like, I'm putting deodorant in my armpits. I'm not sticking there. Like, I... When you have a hairy ass, like I'm, I it's just like my armpit. It's a I dark, so. damp place. I guess so. And that needs some sort of deodorant. But an ass smells like an ass. Your ass might smell like your ass, and my ass smells like mine. What are some What are some misconceptions you had about gay sex? Um. Well, the first one was shitting non, like shitting on the dick. Yeah. And I feel like that that well, it scared me because even in high school, just the thought of anal sex was mind boggling to me. Yeah. I'll never forget when I found out that someone someone said that they had did anal in the woods, and she shit all over the place. Who? I think her name was. <laughs> she was a year older. <laughs> I forgot her last name, but her she first name was. <laughs> <laughs> All John. over the she place? shit all over the place. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it was. It went around the school, and I felt horrible. Oh, my God. Horrible for this girl that everyone was talking Those about Those are her. the stories that will go down in history. Yeah. Those legacy moments in a high school. Like, I'll never forget when we give a blowjob in the secret stairwell, and it became the biggest story in school. Everyone's talking about it. Blowjobs, handjobs. They're talking about, again, shitting in the woods. Everywhere. <laughs> shitting in the woods. Like it, I, again, I I heard it from multiple people being like, yeah, like they went in the woods and like they did, she did anal for the first time. I don't that believe that happened to her. No, I don't I believe think it that either. That boy lied. I, I think uh, she rejected him and he told the story to humiliate absolutely. her. But as a gay, a gay like, man, I can't. I was like, I'm woods. not gonna. Sh- I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Like I'm not gonna have a. i am not going to have sex also do remember. Shit. I remember like when I was first coming out being like, I'm going to be a top because I would never be a bottom. Like yeah. that's too oh, gay. Same. same. That was part of it. It was internalized homophobia and probably internalized misogyny. Being like I would never let a man penetrate me. No, ever. I'll always be the top. Ever. Because I being the top is quote unquote more masculine. I can't even have a milkshake without shitting my brains out. Can you imagine something entered me? No. No. It would be game over. It would be toast. Yeah. But you know what? (laughs) Times have changed. Times have changed. And I think that was probably one of my first big myths about it. And then the other one that was like, it was going to hurt. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I feel like my first few times it was very painful. Well, yeah. I think that like just sex in general is painful. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And then you warm your way up to it. Yeah. Like I feel like the first experience, like I remember, I remember the first time someone stuck their dick in me, I <laughs> was like, get the fuck out of me Mm -hmm. and never do that again like absolutely not that was a horrible experience oh my god what i have a i have a story that teeters on worse than any story you've ever told about a bathroom in your entire life i'm actually really scared when i well because the first time i ever had anal i was like 22 yeah i was working at (laughs) first time i was ever bottoming i bought an attachment for a douche onto a water bottle, disposable water bottle. Of course. One of those bad boys. Yep. I was douching in the communal bathroom at work. I'm sorry. So you were in, about how many stalls were there? Three. That's almost Worse. an intimate communal experience. And it was like, the stalls were like, the door was like, it was one of the least private bathrooms of all times. It was so deeply open i would i remember i remember it so clearly i clocked out for the day i went to that bathroom it was very rarely another person in the bathroom ever um but i took out my poland spring water bottle i screwed my douche nozzle on top of it and i got to work in that bathroom i'm in disbelief and it is upsetting. And it is hard to think about. Again, and that was the night. That's nice like I said, get out of me. It's, it's a mortifying experience, like, putting yourself in situations like that, whether it's a communal bathroom, whether it's a Starbucks bathroom, whether it's anywhere that you just feel, one, w- why am I like this? Why am I like this? this why, why am I like, like this? this? Why, why am, am I like this? this? And two, why am I here? Why am I here doing this? It is. It's an... But, you know, but but it's the price you pay. It's the price you pay. And I don't want to hear – what I don't like is I know it's a closed-minded way of thinking. Like, a lot of people are like, ew, that's, like, regardless. Ew, anal, whatever. Who's saying this? I mean, like, there there are – Straight people? Straight people. Straight people. The people out there. People out there, for sure. But I think especially men – what I still don't understand for straight men in general is, like, it's the, the homophobia that you experience when you think about an ass, when you know that your prostate is up there. Wow. Are you dumb, stupid, and a bozo? You're a bozo. You're just going to go around there thinking you're just going to, like. Fuck. It is such a shame to think about all of the wasted pleasure that so many people have because they're afraid to touch. They shut themselves off from new experiences, or even talking about it. Like I know, yeah. I think homophobia stems from misogyny. Again, it's like you're being penetrated. It's like like the whole yeah. masculine experience is penetrating things. So yeah. the idea of something going in Power. You is yeah, like the idea of something. It makes you feminine. It makes you yeah. like less than. Which is, like, such a—that is, is, is the issue of the patriarchy, is that straight men won't stick their fingers up their asses. Like, if they just all agreed to do that, I think by natural way of selection and events, things would start beveling out for the better. I think people would be calmer. I think every straight man deserves to be pegged. Yeah, well— I think it would change all their lives. I think it would change all their lives. I think if you're a straight woman and you've considered pegging your boyfriend, I think you should go home and tell him today. So, you know what, babe? We'll never know until we try. Even like a plug, something. Even just a finger. Even just a finger. Just, you need a little something. You need to experience it once. Go once. home, buy your boyfriend a douche. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then you're going to walk them through the process. And you're going to say, good children told us how to do say, this. Say, don't worry. Just don't play worry. this episode. Play <laughs> this episode. You're going to have a great time. Get them the electronic one. Done. No, yeah. It is really, it is a crazy, crazy thing to think. And again, it is. I just remember thinking I would never buy them. Not for any other reason, but because I thought that was like gayer. Yeah. Like, it was too gay to be a bottom, but it was fine to be the one fucking the bottom. I'm actually, now I'm thinking, in terms of history, were they, so they, we are in a They were raw dogging it. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is some version of it. But also, diet is very different. What I'm, I'm thinking Mediterranean diet. Yeah, exactly. And they were eating, like, high fructose corn syrup, chips, and salsa, and everything, like, every possible. It just, it it. It just is so crazy that we live in such like a, a country that was founded on conservative conservatism. When we've we everyone knows people were the men were fucking, fucking, fucking. for I know for thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands of years and it was normalized. It was so normal. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like it's crazy. I was just saying this last night and call me a, call me one of the chicks, but this country was such a mistake. Like it is literally no, like I don't mean that in like a like a anti-America way. It's just like when you think about all of the effects of what America has done to its own citizens, to the world, and like it's just like if it if everyone minded their bit. Obviously, colonialism was a mistake. Yeah. We all can agree. But it is like, when you think about how it has ruined, even the people who colonized the place's lives, everyone lost. Yeah. Nobody wins. Like, yeah. not even not even the straight white men. Like, they're also losing. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, they won't stick a finger up their butt. I know. I, I, and everyone else is like, incarcerated or murdered for existing. It's like, no one is happy. No one is happy. And back in the day, you were fucking at the bathhouse. Watching this bathhouse like a month later like there there were slaves in the bathhouses like everything sucks always what what more is there to say it's just saying that people are the people that are wrong are outcasted yes people that are right are just miserable are just miserable and so worried that someone might take one leg up the ladder closer to them so they have to brush them down as fast as they it can. just it it really does it blows, it blows my mind. It blows. It blows my mind. I mean, it's also speaking of blowing. Blowing. No, go ahead. No, 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 I don't want to get into it. Speaking of blowing, were you always getting blowjobs? I honestly do believe I was. That makes sense Because you you gotta think about this. How many popsicles have I had in my day? (laughs) How many popsicles? How many blow pops? How many Tootsie Pops? Were you sucking them like a dick? No, but like, I think that like you get to a point in your life where you start thinking about them like it. And I'm like in in middle school or I'm in high school. And I'm not sucking a popsicle like a dick in front of other people. But, but I'm in thinking the you of like, your own home at, in sixth grade, you were sucking a popsicle like a cock? No, but my lips were still wrapped around something. So I was like, I'm going to be good at this. I know what it takes. You're kidding. That grape pop prepped me. You're joking. No, I, I actually am. Being dead serious. I feel like I would, like, suck a banana. No, see, why suck something you're not supposed to suck? Like, I would just, like, see if I can get it down my throat. Well, yeah. And that. that was the problem, though. And this brings us to blowjobs. I feel like for a long time, my understanding of sucking dick was how far can I get that dick down? Like, how much can I deep throat? When in reality... Deep throating is really not. It's not even the main event. No, it's not the main of event of the, of the session. No one could. I, I honestly could care less. Sometimes I could. I'm like, well, I always crazy. am kind of like I, when you yeah. when you pick up your head and you're crying. I'm like, this doesn't feel like everyone's no. having a good time. It feels like maybe I'm just having the good time. I agree, and that makes me not having a good time at all. It's really actually so interesting that we're having this conversation because I feel like specifically in high school, even th- with my friends, why was I trying to s- like <laughs> shove? water bottles down my throat like i would literally always i'd be like you guys want to see something funny and i would like try to... <laughs> and i would try sorry, to... you were like at the lunch table being like you want to see something funny?" i'm like i'm so straight i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like gobbling it up and like it's like halfway down my throat and everyone's like whoa andrew that's kind of really crazy that you could just like do that and then i would pull it out and be like yeah I know. I'm like. Anyways, did you see that new Selena Gomez video? Are you out of your mind? No, I'm not out of my mind. But I think I would also try to make other people do it too. That's um, insane. It's insane. It's insane. But like, that was the idea. Like for me, I was like, what, what was I trying to prove? That First of all, nothing is that big. Dick. Nothing is so... that big. Was it? I gotta know what kind of water bottle. We're obviously, talking. I mean, like, there's obviously multiple shapes and sizes. Yeah. So you're thinking. Am I thinking of like, an old-fashioned Poland Spring? So you're thinking like... Poland Spring big at the top. Small, small at the top, but gets bigger. Then you're thinking Dasani. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Because, like, you know like where the cap is, and I then it comes, out, the yeah. oh, it comes out. It comes out, and then it gets a little bit smaller, but then bigger. Yeah. You go right in for it. Dasani, though, is thinner thick. to start. Thinner to start gets big at the bottom. But it has a thick – no, it has a flared top. Dasani. I thought like it's a little bit thinner at the top and then gets a little bit bigger. Maybe the you're flare. right about that. You know, I think I think I get. And you were shoving that down your throat. Yeah, Andrew. I was. How did you? How didn't you die? That's a choking hazard. Well, listen. If I was to die at this point, I've been. Can you imagine? You're seventeen years old. You die by. Asphyxiation of shoving a Poland spring water bottle down your throat To impress your friends at the cafeteria Because what I think I can have to my benefit Which is so sad to even say is like I grew up throwing up right So if you started choking you would just go I wouldn't feel anything So like that's why like I can do that Because I I don't have a gag reflex Because I've I've gagged So much my entire life in my early stages That there's nothing to gag Over anymore it's not the a gag, gag is wordy. me. The gag is up. The gag is up. Yeah. So when it came to that, and then I would test my limits. I would go from 16 ounce and go right up to 20. You're joking. Joe. You're making this up. Joe, I'm actually being completely serious with you. I'm being honest. In front of people. In front of people. In front of people. I'm sure that like some of the people that are listening, some of our friends from high school will can attest. test. I would love if someone had a video. So yeah, that was, that was like my first introduction to... Thinking I'm good at it, but what about you? What about you? I, I? I always thought I was very bad at it. Yeah, and I think that I think a, a pro tip is when you think you're bad at something, you're going to be bad at it. But when you delude yourself, or at least have confidence in yourself, things can turn around. I was just thinking about this. My ideal sexual situation is doing nothing and having someone just like do you're everything. Just dead me. fishing. Literally, my massage story is my yeah. ideal. My ideal environment. Like I get to be there. Someone does everything they want, anything they want to me, and I get to just enjoy it. I want to relax. I kind of feel like I'm at a point in my life where kissing is enough. Kissing is fun. You sound like a, like one of those, like, when, like, the older queens get on to drag race for the first time, and that's what they say, things like that. <laughs> you're like, oh. I feel like I'm also, like, feeling, like I'm giving, like, conservative religion, and yes. I'm like, kissing is enough before you marriage. You don't need... To do the deed, all you need is to kiss and hug and cuddle. Sometimes that's just all. You, like, actually, I would prefer that. I'm going to play your your 17-year-old Totino now. He wants to have sex. I swear to God, if my 17-year-old Totino listens to this episode of the podcast. And I, hears me say this. And hears me say this. I I don't know what we'll I to strike do. these before they before our kids. We'll okay. take the we'll take the sex episodes down. Okay, Dad. Yeah, Toadie? I have been thinking about it. Okay, and you know how I've been dating Josephina now since I was fifteen. Yeah, I love Fina. What's up? And now I'm seventeen. Yeah, and a lot of kids in my class are are making love. Mm. And I think maybe I might be ready to. Mm. But I wanted to talk to you first because I know I could talk to you about anything. Absolutely. Listen, Totino, I, I think that you're at, a, you're at a normal age where the time has come if you would like to make love with, with Josefina. Um, I will say to you, though, that protection is important at the beginning. Treating her with kindness and respect is also very important. Open dialogue is a must. What does that mean? You need to ask, Josephina, does this feel good? Does it feel good for you? Have that open conversation. It's going to change the trajectory of your love experience. And it might not be the best, the most crazy experience for your first time, and that's okay. That's okay. But it's all about feeling comfortable. And do you feel comfortable with Josephina, Totino? I mean... Kinda. What's holding you back, Totino? I... Do you know how you told me that you... You used to think that maybe you were gay before you met mom? You try to tell me something? I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know. I I don't know. I've been on I've been on the internet a lot lately. Okay. And I think that maybe I'm pansexual. Totino. Thank you for telling me. That's that's amazing. I love you. I love you. I love Hi. you too, dad. Okay, <laughs> Totino. Well, if you if you don't want to have sex with Josefina, don't force it. Don't force it. I but found you... a video of you and Uncle Joe from 2023, 2024. Um... Talking about gay sex? Now, what are you talking about, Totino? And I was wondering if you could help me get an electronic douche, an anal deodorant. Okay, Totino, if you knew anything about the electronic douche, you knew that I didn't want to have it anymore. I couldn't find the charger. So we're not going to get you an electronic douche. But the beach bum deodorant? It's in the hall closet? (laughs) I got a Costco pack in the hall. (laughs) Go get yourself some. And have some fun. I can't believe that my Totino came out to me. So I that can't was believe what happened when that happened. Like, I actually have never laughed like that in my <laughs> yeah. entire life. I, because in that moment, like, I don't <laughs> know what came over me. Like, I do think that when we switch into the characters, the characters it gets method. It, get, it does get method because I felt in that moment, like I had a 17 year old who was coming out. And <sighs> That was you so to beautiful. Now, I can, yeah, you can exhale now, Totino. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Um, but I think that those conversations are important, especially like with parents to kids. The uh, we've talked about the birds and the bees conversation, but it's not even like I would want to hear that dialogue is important. Right, like, yeah, like I think that that was something I was lacking going into. Yeah, you actually reminded me. Also, again, back to this fucking country because of the way that we're raised here, and because of the way that sex is this taboo thing that you can't talk about. It's like when you experience it, you're expecting it to be crazy, yeah, and to feel crazy, instead of just to like feel good, yeah, and. So when you do start having it, and it's not like the most insane thing you've ever experienced you're like i'm doing something wrong yes and then as you continue aging and you're like it's it's honestly the same thing as like every other experience you have like it's just another way of like interacting with people and enjoying yourself and like you get to decide how much fun you have in those situations like and it's never like there of course you're gonna have moments you have the best sex of your entire life but it's like chasing the best sex of your entire life every single time you have sex is no. actually like going down a dark and dangerous path of course of like addiction yeah and that's and you're gonna, that's not something you're ever really like made aware of you're and that's what people say too it's like you don't want to be with best dick of your life guy like it's similar to that like you're gonna have experiences that are of that level just not all the time no and I think that it's It's tough because when you go into your first experience or you go into experiences in general having sex, it's like, what are you, how are you qualifying it? Is it based on the porn that you've watched? Is it based on research that you've done, videos you've seen, all of these different things that, like, those are professionals? And that's something else. It is, like, porn is crazy. It's crazy. A crazy frame of reference. And it's literally all of our frames of reference for For how to have sex. Like, that's how you learn is through porn, like, especially in the digital age. And... What they don't show you is, like, the breaks and the conversation yeah. and the funny moments yeah. and the awkward moments and, like, the pause to get water yeah. and, like, the checking your phone when someone's in the bathroom and, like, all of the, like the things that make it feel more like you're... Living and not like having something happen to you, yeah. None of that actual like intimacy of being a person is ever reflected because why would it be? It's porn, yeah. But like when you think that that is what you're supposed to be experiencing, Mm -hmm. you're getting set up for failure. Failure. The porn industry is a part of the entertainment industry, right? Like it's a form. It is a form of entertainment. No, you're no, you're one hundred percent right. I'm just thinking about this podcast. It's (laughs) it's just you're. They're actors. They're people who are experiencing. Like they're doing that. That's their job. So it's like they're on, they're performing, they are do all of these different things, but when you can learn to let go of the performance aspect of it, then you're having your version of your sexual experience. Yes. And that's when have the best experience, is when you're not let concerned go. about being, like, because that was another problem for the first, I would say, like, four or five years of me having sex, it was me being aware yep. that I was giving someone else an experience. Yes. So the whole time I was thinking about How I was being perceived by them. Yes. So it was never good. Yeah. No. Because I was so worried about, even, I mean, it was also worse with like body image issues because I was also like, don't look at me, don't touch my stomach. I was only in my head. It is a release. And it's like when you're zen and the most comfortable, it's going to be the best experience. But when you're on and playing a version of yourself that you're not, it's going to really, Fuck with your mind. I'm at a funeral. I'm gonna make sure we're having a good time. Oh yeah, Fun- like, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack a joke. I'm gonna make sure I'm having a good time. I'm Make sure the person I'm with is having a good time. That is just who I am in my nature. Yeah. So like, when I'm ha- why why would that stop sexually? Like, why would I why would I become like a stone cold bitch? Yeah. Who like is like yeah, bro. Like let's go. Like yeah. No, that's just not who I am. And no. when I worry about playing that role, that's weird. That's uh, weird. that's playing character. But when I'm like. I'm here to have fun. I could, I could be sexy, yep, while still being myself. And if I look into, if I, if I set out to have fun, it's hotter for everyone. Oh yeah, because like, you want to be enjoying. Like if you're enjoying it, the other person is enjoying yes. it. And it's even like I feel like a big barrier for a lot of people is like actually having like dirty talk. Yeah, like actually owning it and like speaking yeah. like, because in my head for a long time I would think if I was gonna, I mean. I sound like Julia Fox and then I'm, when I'm having sex, I'm supposed to like switch into sounding like Wolverine, you know, like (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. Do the whole, I would do this this, voice. And sometimes I do slip into a deeper voice, but I also think when I'm not on camera, my voice goes to like a little bit more of a reserved register. Same. Yeah. It's gets even more fried, but it's not as like, Ooh, there's a reason why there's role play, right? right? It's like, that's when you can code switch and you can you can play a role or a version of yourself that you're not. It doesn't necessarily need to be, like, teacher-student, but it can be something that you're willing to, like, have fun with. Yes. And, like, not be yourself. But when you're constantly role-playing, then, I mean, when is the role when, – when's the time up? When's, when's the script over? Yeah. When's the curtain closed? When's the curtain closed? Because I, I just simply can't do it for that long. No. No. I and mean, then it's weird because, like, then when you're done, you're like – Bye. Bye. You're like, see you later. Um, um, but I think that is like, if you're unhappy with what's going on in your relationship or in your first couple of sexual experiences or whatever, because you're not speaking up, what is holding you back? Because I know that I wasn't speaking up either. I would yeah. just, let, I would just do whatever was happening. I was like, oh, I'm so submissive, whatever. Like, I, the only reason I was submissive it's is because I was not confident and I didn't want to yeah. say what I wanted. But then I got actually the confidence to speak up and say, oh, I don't like that. Or look at Demi this is what I'm looking for. Exactly. What's wrong with being, being confident? What's wrong with being? It's very easy to convince yourself that you are submissive and that you are quiet and that you don't really care. And you'll, what are you into? Whatever, whatever, That's open, go to, Op- open, open to anything, whatever, whatever you're into. <laughs> open to <laughs> most kinks. Like, I'm like, absolutely am I not? not. No, not. but I was, because yeah. I was never going to, but I think that also does help you learn what you do yes. and don't like. But I think at your gut, you do know what you like. It's just also really hard to get to the point where you can accept it and not yeah. feel ashamed for it. Because I think the things that you like the most are the things that you have ingrained the most shame around. Always. Because those are the things that have been around the longest in your head. You're like, no, no one can know that I'm into that. Yeah. Because that's the thing I actually would enjoy. Sex is shameful for some people. Sex is, like, not talked country. about. Sex is not talked about. Friends sometimes don't talk about sex. Like... All the different things that people are harboring these things. So, like, why would you feel comfortable talking to your partner about the right. things that you're interested in if you're not feeling comfortable even listening or discussing or – I don't know. It's it's really – I can't believe what we're doing with this episode because I, I think it's also helping me realize, like, it's so easy to play a part on apps when it comes to oh, sexual conversation we, we haven't even gotten we to haven't apps. even gotten to the apps yet but like it's so easy to play into different conversations or play mm-hmm. into different roles or play into like well, someone messages you what's up bro you say not much dude you yeah exactly it's or like, like when have you ever said dude in your life no or or like the daddy like the all those different things where does it feel organic when you're messaging them and like when you, but then there's times there's times that you want to get into. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Occasionally it's like, well, this sounds fun today. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's more about like your mindset and what you're looking for. And if you're trying to have fun, if you're trying to like not because then you're, you're having those conversations, daddy, son, whatever, like, but like, then you have to then perform when you show up or when you see them in real life. And that's not you. So then what you think about the entire time is, is the role? Is the role? And, then and can like, you act? Why am I like this? Why, why am I like this? Why, why am I like this? What is that yeah. from again? It's from Heartstopper season one. <laughs> 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 I I think that yeah. I mean, the apps are, are a segue. That I mean, we've talked about we've talked about the apps many oh, many yeah. times. But I do think the apps make it so much worse because of the fact that you get to present yourself as a certain thing. And that was a big problem with body image too, because oh, yeah. I was able to again present myself as a two-dimensional version of myself, with stats that I could lie a little bit about, yeah. and every single part of me was t- tailored by me. I could Photoshop my pictures a little oh, bit, yeah. like nothing crazy, but enough to feel more confident. Why? And then I show up. No, I never did. You never showed up because because I couldn't because I it was I was so afraid of the rejection of not like I couldn't face who I really was so I refused to yeah. even give myself the chance to. Oh my god! Why am I like this? Why am I like this? The positive of the apps though is that people are open to saying what they want. What are you into? What do you want? Like, but like sometimes you're not open enough with yourself to yeah, actually the say amount what of you times want. where I just was agreeable there. You're like, oh yeah, like they what. You, you're you the one that asks the question, ask the question, what are you into? They say it and then you're like, oh, same. Same. So it's so easy to accept it, but yeah. that other person already did their part
1: by making themselves feel comfortable. I think a
0: lot of it is aging. I think a oh, lot of it is aging. Like, I really do think you don't get confident in saying those things until you get older. I think some people are fortunate enough to feel that way when they're younger, but I think that coming out, especially coming out at, in our early 20s, like, those are like, you have to have the experiences to be able to say this is actually what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do feel like I, I mean, no matter what level of confidence I p- could have potentially had as a 21 year old, it would not have, I would have not been able to say what I was into at that age. No. Now, as I'm older, I'm like, yeah, why? Who fucking cares? Who cares? And also, it's fine to keep it vague and then you can say it in part. You're, you're, mm getting down to it in person and also it's about you feeling comfortable yeah right so like i think with apps with like hookups with one-offs whatever i think even for me for so long i would put myself in situations that i just felt uncomfortable so sometimes i would equate sex with being uncomfortable right so now i'm at a place where i'm like let's maybe grab a drink or have more of a conversation before it happens or like actually establish if I feel comfortable before anything was to happen instead of throwing yourself into it to say you did it yes and you don't want to ever be in that situation No, never leads to anything fun no it leads to something happening yeah and a learning lesson and a learning lesson (laughs) but But how many damn learning (laughs) lessons how many lessons can you learn I mean come on it's like I'm a teacher with the The rubric yeah my lesson plan yeah I'm writing them out I'm like, okay, Jesus. five years later, six years later, crazy. Have you ever gooned? Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, geez. Are you a gooner? No, I'm not. I've actually never have. I think we've been on this podcast on the Patreon before where you have said that you have gooned. No, I don't. I think maybe maybe once. I've been in situations where the other person has experienced a gooner. But I don't think I've ever actually, like, let loose and let go and, like... Gooned. Gooned. Have you? (laughs) I've certainly gooned. Yeah. yeah. I think that... I don't think I've gooned to the extent that some gooners are gooning, but I've gooned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'm... I mean, like, I definitely will experience it for myself, probably not too far down the line. Aw. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) But I enjoy when the, the person I'm with is doing it. I feel like this is very exciting. It does kind you're... of, I have to say gooning does break down the barrier of of self-awareness. Yeah. Cause you're like, fuck it. You're being fucking weird as dumb. fuck. Yeah. This is, you're being a, du- you're dummy, dumb, dummy, dumb with no brain cells. <laughs> Baited out of your mind, poppered out of your mind. Gooning. Yeah. Gooning. And I'm like, all right, I can get poppers. Are they destroying our brain cells? For sure. Okay. For sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm Has there doing... been a long-term study done to the long-term effects of poppers? Should we do that? There hasn't been one. You're kidding? No. There is no long-term medical research on what poppers could be doing. I to... feel the rush. I'm addicted to your. Yeah. Touch. So, like, I think that I do poppers a really healthy amount. Yeah. I'm not doing poppers on the daily. No. Sometimes I... like a weeks. Some some I I'm. I think some people can go hours. Some people are. Some some people are really baiting. People can't go hours? (laughs) I mean maybe not hours, but at least every single day. Are people like I I can't even ask this question. But like so i I've never really like done poppers while like jerking off. Yeah. I I really have never I think I've only ever gooning is. Okay. No. No, I've never gooned. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And I think that, like, I only ever do poppers when, like, it's either, either introduced to me in a sexual situation or, like, sometimes I have them and I'm like, oh, like, just to, like, help with the process. Right. Yeah. But not – I'm not, like, often whipping off the bottle. No. If I'm with someone who's into it, I do enjoy it. But I not necessarily – it's honestly – it's the same as a cigarette. If you know what I mean, like, if someone's going to say, do you want to smoke a cigarette? Sure. But I'm never gonna say, "Hey guys, do you want to smoke cigarettes?" Do you know what I mean. Like I would never be the person to say that. Hey guys, do you want poppers? Exactly. And usually the answer is yes. Well, that's like straight women love poppers. Yeah. The way the poppers have become like a straight party drug is crazy. It's crazy. Just for a minute of it's relaxation. Such a fun sometimes the minute of relaxation, and I thank you. And I know we've talked about it, but I thank you for introducing me just shoving it up my nose shoving it up my yes. at house of yes look how far we've come isn't that crazy Literally. It, and look at how far we've come I mean honestly maybe because this episode comes out in a long time maybe I'll go back to like the ogre for ogre episode and see what we talked about and yeah. like pull some clips coming. I'm not doing that you get more and more and... comfortable you get more and more like excited and and confident and ready to go yeah I think it's a it's a pretty wild learning curve in a country that doesn't teach you a single thing about sex, let alone gay sex. Oh, prep. We haven't even talked about prep. We haven't even talked about prep. Step up, prep up, Mister. Use mister. your use your Mister. Use your Mister. Listen, listen to me. If you are a gay person having gay sex, and you are it's not on 10%. prep, okay, great, and you are not on prep, I am going to come to your home. And sign you up for Mister oh, myself. I'd beat you up. I'm gonna beat you the fuck up, <laughs> and then sign you up for Mister. Um, condoms. I can't speak to it. I can't but like, speak you to it. Always but speak to prep. But but it's never. There's no shame around. No it. no 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 no. It's no. like whoever like whatever makes you feel comfortable. But prep is like you got to. You gotta get do it, and it's free. It. It. You can do the at home kit, or you can do it. You can go to it like a Quest Health and do your little blood work. But I feel like we were we came up in the age just before preps. It is just very important. It's very important. It's for... honestly the most important part. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's Diacra. It... Well, that's also important. And don't feel shame around that either. Don't feel shame <laughs> around that either because it has cured a lot of things. Um but I do think that like reflecting on this episode to your point before was I a little nervous going into it. You seemed... I was. You seemed very nervous. You seemed I very... Was. I couldn't figure that out. I was so I was. confused. Because I don't know what it is sometimes. Like, I mean, obviously, we're, we're normal I'm people. normal. glad you brought we're it reg- up. We're normal people. We're regular people. And I think that, like, it goes to show you that there's always going to be... Like, you're not going to always feel comfortable having conversations yeah. around sex. But yeah, reflecting on it, I was definitely nervous going into the episode for a multitude of reasons. But now I feel, like, a lot freer. A lot... Um, I mean, I learned too. It's like nice to be able to talk through it because it's not something that you normally talk through no. with people. because everyone's everyone wants to. Yesterday we had a conversation. We were com- we were competing for who had the smaller flaccid dick. You're know, like, <laughs> it's not, it's not every relationship that you're in, friendship, anything that you get to kind of like talk about like the awkwardness because yeah. everyone wants to be like, I fuck and I'm so fucking yeah. good at fucking. Like, no one wants to talk about like the weird parts of yeah it. And once you realize that it's like a universal experience, you're like, oh, it's not just I'm not because I'm not the only person that feels uncomfortable when I hook up or have sex. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Whoa. We're all in this together. We're skipping guidance office this week because this week's Patreon will be rating and reviewing all of your submitted dating profiles. Which there was a lot. I'm sorry, it's on Patreon, but honestly, there was no other feasible way to like put it into the podcast. Yeah, I know, because it's like a strictly visual episode, and I think that our little Patey girls like will, will get it. Good, Good children, children to the, the cafeteria. cafeteria. This is some sick shit. Walking into Chipotle, Panera bag in hand. Because it's kind of crazy to show them our Chipotle and Panera, like this I is know. where the origin story started, with the Panera girls. I'll tell you one thing, yeah, with the Panera girls, for sure. What do they got at Poth Noodles and Company? I'm always so interested. They have shareables. Chicken parm. They have shareables. What oh, is about this stupid place? <laughs> True. just behave yourself. So I think I'm personally going to get the kids' quesadilla. And I think that's all I need. With a side of chips and guac, maybe? The chips and queso. I just, like, I can't even no imagine getting the guac. quesadilla. Right? The chips and guac. so sad. Joe, so why are you sad now? I just saw some lady that was in the Chipotle, and she kind of reminded me of my aunt. And then I started thinking about the fact that, like, my mom used to be a little girl. And, like, and I was like, it's just a miracle, honestly, in this world to, like, even grow up and to like be an adult I, like it's just like about getting by like it's just like, so like I'm actually so depressed. Oh it's my god. So you just like you get so busy with your own life and like you kind of forget that like everything is happening around you and like your parents are aging and like you're aging like it's just so it's The so, turn the, the tone shift. It's like I really cannot like. No it's okay it it's is. this time of year I like know. it's just hard. Are you stressed off? Of course, of course not. Tell you one thing. Kids quesadilla. Takes a second. It takes a second to make. But you got rice, you got beans, you got corn. That lady in there was like, can you just strain the beans? There's not as much sauce. This is like you with the spider. Like, and why are me, you like, doing this, is this? This like me with that lady on the train this morning. She almost took me out. She was so sad. And then she was like, I don't want to, she was on the phone. This old lady was on the phone with her. Like, I assume child. She was saying she was going to her sister's on Long Island today. Mm-hmm. She likes to sleep with the windows open at night. Sometimes she likes when she goes to her sister. She sits in the garage on a chair, and she opens the garage door so she can just, like, feel the breeze. I can't even tell you how this... And she had this old lady voice. Like, I haven't it heard like, this voice. I like haven't heard a this voice in a really long it time. It's like out of a movie. And then she said, I don't want to go to an assisted living home. I like sleeping with my windows open. I like watching my TV at night. I know I have to share those things with people. And I was just thinking, like, the fact that we send the elderly to live amongst each other. Like, when you spend your whole life building a life for yourself. But some people do like, like, it's some community. Some people do, but I know it's community. But, like, you build, you spend this life, like, establishing an identity and building a home and building a family. And then you're, like, shipped off somewhere where you have to be but- treated like a kid. Depends. It depends on where you. Well, yeah, I guess. No, it makes me so. It makes me so. But like sick senior aging. development? So that's a little different. You have a. No, but you have your own house. You have yeah. your own house. I just. I really just want a bite of this. Have a little bite. I hope this makes me feel better. How is it? I'll tell you one thing. That's kind of good. A rice, a little beans, a little corn. One day we're all going to just be. Bold. No. I'm not going to stand for this. When they, when they are parents, they're going to be old, 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 and they're already old. They're going to be older. I'm eating like I haven't today. <laughs> this is crazy. And we're back. And you know what? I feel good. I feel. I feel sure. I knew that I would. You're kidding. I feel right. Shut up. Like, like sugar, sugar and, and spice. Sauce. And just like that, we just are. Like that. We had, I think, I think this episode will win a Nobel Prize, a in Glad Awards, a Glad <laughs> Award, and both. I think both. Okay, great. I think that the Glad Awards and the Nobel Prize Awards should link up for this one. Okay, I and think they so should give us a joint award. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but until then, until they get that award, we'll see you next week with a brand new episode, and we'll see you on Patreon. But don't forget to do your homework like comment subscribe rate review send send it to your friends send it to your gay friends ring the click that bell ring Click that, that bell. bell ring that bell here's what you do if you if you're a gay person and you feel insecure about gay sex and you want to have a conversation with your gay friends about it but you've never breached, breached the subject send this to them and say lmfao isn't this so embarrassing and then make them say watch that it. make them watch it And then they'll get to this part of the episode and they're going to say, oh my God, no, they felt sincere. It's hard to be sincere when you're gay. It really is. It is. You do a good job. Thank you. You do a good job. So do you. I don't. I fall trapped to it. That's the problem. (laughs) And don't forget, you can find us across all platforms at Good Children Pod. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges and on TikTok at Be Quiet Joe. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Musgro and on TikTok at Andrew underscore underscore Muskie and let me say something I can't believe we hit 1 million followers on 1 million on Instagram it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy I don't even know what to say about it We're all in this together, once we know that we are, we're all stars, and we see that we're all in this together, and we know where we stand, hand in hand, make our dreams come true, Everybody now together 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 everyone together together Come, Come on and let's have, have some fun. fun The next time I go over to a man's house I'm actually gonna say that and sing that verbatim. I'm excited to let's hear it. have some fun <laughs>